Welcome to today's podcast of the cost of discipleship. Now, in the past, we've already looked at the C of the cost of discipleship, was connect with God, and talked about how to read the Bible and to memorize Scripture, and then also how to pray, and not only our prayer of making our request known to God, but to also sit and be still and to listen to Him. We've got to connect with God if we're going to be a disciple. The O we talked about in our last uh, podcast is about obey Jesus' words. As you read the Bible, you need to pay special attention to the things that Jesus said, and you need to do them. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey me. And, of course, what he has said to the church is to go and make disciples of all nations. So that's what we need to concentrate on if we're going to obey Jesus' word, is to go and make disciples of all nations. That brings us to the S of the cost of discipleship, and that's about share. Share Jesus Christ. And as I thought about how to present um, this concept is, it's not just about learning an evangelism program or some kind of uh, cute little acronym or anything to be able to share Christ. I think it comes from within inside. Uh, within us. I think it's a a passion that has to well up inside of us that we get uh, where we're connected with God and we're obeying Jesus' words that we almost catch fire, that we just can't be contained anymore about sharing with other people what Jesus means to us. In my life, I've been fortunate to do a lot of things and I've never considered myself to be a very good salesman or anything like that. I have an older brother that he was he is so good of a salesman my dad always said that he could sell air conditioners to eskimos that live in igloos uh and that's the way just my brother's wired and i mean he can go in and he knows how to talk to people he knows how to close the sale and get the thing done and move on uh, now men in my life uh, if i really believe in something uh man i'm going to talk about it with people a uh, couple things that have as i kind of thought about this that have happened in my life over just the last year. Uh, My wife went to one of these home parties uh, of home products, cleaning products, and it was called some towels and and dust mops and things like that. And so she bought these glass cleaning towels and brought them home. And uh, she didn't tell me how much she paid for them, which was good because I really didn't want to know. But uh, in our uh, master bath, we have this glass shower, and I had been trying for weeks with all the different chemicals and all the different cleaning products to try to get some of the scopes um, off of the windows. And I'd gotten a lot of it off, but there was still just like maybe 5% of that scum that was still left on there. That no matter how long I scrubbed or how long I let it set, it just seemed like that stuff was always there. I came home from work one night, and I was in the bathroom, and I I wanted to clean up before I went to bed and I got in the shower and I started noticing that the glass was real clean and so I talked with Freddie and she said yeah she said did you notice that and I went yeah I said how'd you do that she said well those towels I bought said you use one that's a wet towel and then you just wipe it off with the dry towel and it just polished that stuff right off there and you don't scrub or anything you don't have any chemicals it's just the two towels so I started thinking wow that's pretty good and so she went to another party with that because it's one of those multi-level marketing deals. And so, you know, she was trying to get people to attend parties so she would get more dollars to buy more towels. And she came home with me because I like to keep a really clean car. And she said, Mike, I bought you a gift today. I bought you the car towels uh, so you can clean your car with it. And all you need is these two, one mitt and one towel and a bucket of water and you can clean your car. I'm like, man, I think you've wasted your money. Well, I've started using them. And 
I could not believe how good it worked, and it really makes it. I can war, I can wash and dry my car no matter how dirty it is within about 10 minutes in my garage. Real easy and convenient. So I became a natural spokesperson for this product, and I've gone to like where I work and to where people I have, and I've you know have probably um, sold about a dozen of those products to different people by saying, "Man, you ought to try this." And people are doing it, and they like it. And they go, "Man, this is expensive, but this was well worth it." And then another thing that in my life that I've uh, been kind of a promoter of are lawnmowers. That uh, people always ask me about the lawn that I have, and I always tell them, I said, it's not the me, it's how much money you want to spend on a lawnmower. Uh, I said, you know, you can buy the rotary mowers for three, four hundred dollars, and your Bermuda grass is going to look one way, but if you want it to look like the way I have it, you're going to spend somewhere between twelve hundred and twenty four hundred dollars to buy a lawnmower brand new to make it look like that. And then not only do you buy the lawnmower, but then you got to put on a lot of fertilizer and a lot of water and a lot of sand for leveling. But once you get it done, then it's real easy to keep. And just in the last uh, couple of weeks, I've had three friends that I've known that have bought uh, the kind of lawnmower I have. And even Freddie was out as a spokesperson yesterday at one of the places where we're a chaplain. And uh, she may have another lawnmower sold to another lady. So, you know, what you're excited about is what you talk about. And I, I think not only about products like that, but I think about how people talk about their favorite college sports team. I mean, they can't wait just to get together and, and just discuss about everything that's, that's going on with their college sports team or all these different things, or politics. People get in and love to discuss politics and see if there's uh, friends' uh, politics line up with theirs. It's amazing. We talk about the things that are important to us or the things that we get excited about. And isn't it interesting that people who consider themselves to be followers of Christ find it such a difficult thing to want to talk about Christ to other people. I mean, not even just to uh, people they don't know that might be lost and need Christ as their Lord and Savior, but they're even a little hesitant to bring up things about Christ with even people they know that are believers. And I think it's because we're lacking that internal connection with God and that passion of what Jesus has done for us that we have nothing to say about what Jesus means to us or what Jesus is doing for us. And if we were connecting with God through his word and memorizing scripture and, and in prayer, you know, letting him know where we were and listening to him and we were obeying Jesus' words and we see things happening, we'd be telling other people stories about what God has done for our life. Now, I think we need to be doing this in a way that we do get together because as Proverbs says, iron sharpens iron and we need to encourage one another toward love and good works and we can do that by saying what God has done in our life. Now, this acronym of COST is not only what we're using for these podcasts, but this is what we use together as Teen Church. We set goals every time we meet every other week. How are you going to connect with God? How are you going to obey Jesus' words? Who are you going to share Christ with? And are you going to train somebody else? And then when we come back 
two weeks later, we sit with one-on-one with each other, and we tell them how we've accomplished those things in our lives. And we do that because you might have had a bad two weeks and not really got to share Christ with anybody, but the person you're talking with might have shared Christ three different times, and you get to be encouraged by what's going on. And that's what I said. I think all this has to come from within, that we get this passion of being with Jesus alone enough in our lives that as we get around other people, that's the subject that's on our heart. That's what's in our mind to think about, to talk about. Man, I read this in the Bible, and I can't believe God put this together at this time in my life, and it means something to me. So when we share Christ, I think when we talk about that and sharing Jesus, it's more about fellowshipping with Him enough that we've spent time with Him enough that that is going to consume our thoughts and we're automatically going to talk about that with other people. Matter of fact, I heard a description or a definition of the word fellowship, which I think is really good. And the guy said it, and it's not one you have to work to memorize because the word fellowship kind of defines itself. It's two fellows in the same ship. It's two people that are going through life together. They're on a journey and they're in the same boat. So they're experiencing life the same way. If we're having fellowship with Jesus Christ on an individual basis with the Word of God and being alone with Him, then when we get with another person, I think that's automatically going to spill over and we're going to be able to be enthused and we're going to be almost on fire to tell other people what God is doing in our life through the activity of the Holy Spirit uh, honoring and lifting up and glorifying Jesus. But of course, I believe this also has to do with sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with people who don't know them. And of course, now uh, we, as we engage in conversation, we have no idea some, if somebody is a believer or not, or a follower of Christ, or whether they're agnostic or whether they're of a different faith or religion or whatever. And so we have to kind of break the ice with them. And there's many ways you can do that. And one of the simplest ways we have found is just to say, hey, if God could do one miracle for you today, what would that be? And can I pray for you in that? And hardly anybody will refuse prayer. Now, a lot of times when we say that, people say, well, you know what, I I really can't think of anything I want God to do right now. It's like, okay, that's fine. But sometimes when we say that, you can just almost uh, see the instantaneous uh, reaction of somebody's face of pain or sorrow coming forward that says, yes, I just found out that my wife has cancer. I really need somebody to pray for me, or I just lost my job, or whatever those things that are besetting them, when you've asked if God can do a miracle there and can I pray for you, they're ready and willing for you to pray for them. And so a lot of times we find out what that is and we'll pray for them and then say, hey, can I check back with you in a week and see what's going on in your life? And they say, sure. And so when we get to go back to them, then we uh, try to go in with a little bit deeper of a focus on that, not just praying for them and see what God's done in their life, is trying to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the gospel of Jesus Christ is basically uh, about who Jesus is. He is the Son of God who came to earth, and he lived the perfect life without sin, and he willingly offered up himself as a sacrifice for our sins by dying on the cross 
And he was dead, and he was in the tomb. And on the third day, the Spirit of God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And he came forth from that tomb, and he was on this earth for about 40 days. And he appeared to those who believed in him. And he taught them, and he encouraged them, and then he ascended into heaven. So when you talk about who Jesus is, the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, you've basically presented the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're talking about who the special person is. He's the Son of God. And you're talking about the work that he accomplished. He did for us what we could not do for ourselves, and that's pay for our sins to where we can be forgiven and reconciled to God through faith and trust in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone, not any other thing. And whether you use the three circles as we have on our video on the Risen Facebook page or the Roman Road, that's a great uh, presentation of the gospel, which is just simply Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And you can just go through and take the key words of that verse and present the whole gospel. You talk about wages. That's what we deserve. That's what we earn. And, and our wages because of sin. And our sin is where we've turned our back on God and we've said we can do it on our own and we've turned away from God. And so the wages of that is death. That's not just physical death. I mean, that, death is a separation. If you're talking about physical death, that's a separation of the body and spirit. But what this is talking about, the wages of sin is death, is the spiritual separation from God and us because of sin. And I often, in doing this with little children, I'd ask them, I'd say, where is God right now? And it's funny because those little children would take their finger and they'd point up to the ceiling. They'd say, he's in heaven. Okay? So where are we? We're on earth. So we're kind of separating from him right now, aren't we? And they'd shake their heads, yes. And then uh, I'd ask them to say, now that's, there's physical death where the soul is separated from the body. There's spiritual death where we're separated from God. And then there's eternal death. And I said, so if we die physically, separated from God spiritually, then for eternity we'll be separated from him. That's the, the bad news of the one verse evangelism. But then it says, but the gift of God. And I asked the little children, I said, do you know what a gift is? And they go, oh yeah, I know what a gift is. When do you get gifts? And man, I, oh, Christmas or my birthday. It's like, did you have to pay for that gift? No. I said, who gave you those gifts? My parents. Why did they give you those gifts? Because they loved me. And that's exactly what that word gift is. It's not what we earn or deserve. That's death. But God has a gift for us. And he's like our loving, eternal, heavenly father. And he has this gift for us that he completely paid for himself. He doesn't expect us to add anything to it. It's that gift that he gives to us. And it's free to us, but it was costly. It was expensive. He allowed his son to die on the cross so that we could have this gift. And that gift is eternal life. And I often look at children and say, now that doesn't mean like you're going to live in this body forever because just like death is much more than just a physical death, eternal life is much more than just physical life. I said, that's where our spirit, that consciousness that you have, like you're listening to me right now and you're looking at me, but you're not sure who I am and you're wondering where I'm coming from. That little voice that's talking to you, that's your spirit. I said, that spirit that's in you is going to live forever. And to have eternal life means that you are going to be reunited with God to live in his home with him for all eternity. So you have the gift of God, which is eternal life. And as I said, 
said, that gift was paid for, and it was paid for by Jesus Christ. Very expensive. He gave everything. He didn't just give an arm or a leg. He died physically so that we could be reconciled to God. There's all different ways that you can share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Learn one or learn many because you never know what God will be able to use with whoever you're talking with. And the more we equip ourselves, uh, it's like more, uh, this may be a bad illustration, but it's like more ammunition we have to be able to uh, fire out the gospel of Christ and what works and connects with one person might not work with the other. And we want to be as equipped so that whatever the Holy Spirit can use, we have in our arsenal to be able to share uh, Jesus Christ. So give yourself to being able to understand the gospel and then be willing to spend enough time with it alone that it permeates your heart because if it permeates your heart, it's going to change your way of thinking. And when you change your way of thinking, you're going to get excited about the things that God has placed in your heart. And then when you get in the normal routine, the mundane days of your life, those ordinary days, you're going to be coming across people and God's going to give you opportunity. And they may be saying, hey, what's going on in your life right now? You're like, well, you can't believe what Jesus has done for me. I read this verse in the Bible, and it means so much more to me now than it ever has before. So we got to let this come from within, and we got to know God's Word, which is Jesus Christ, so we can share Jesus Christ with other people. And now I think there's one other aspect about sharing Christ with people that's so important, and that is that our walk complements our talk. If we're excited about what Jesus has done for us and we're sharing what we've learned from the Bible, we have to make sure that our actions and our behavior model uh, who Jesus Christ is in our life and that he is Lord. I believe one of the most important things uh, in thinking about and sharing the gospel is uh, don't just be so focused on trying to get somebody to pray uh, a prayer asking Jesus to save them. I think it comes from Philippians 2, verse 11, that uh, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You've got to get to the point where this person is willing to give up their life and allow Jesus to be Lord of their life, and then Jesus will save them. And if Jesus is Lord of your life, even though we're not going to be perfect, we're going to make mistakes. But it's about the direction of our life and the path of our life. If we're walking on that straight and narrow path that leads to holiness and to everlasting life, people are going to recognize that we may not be perfect, but we have that drive and desire to honor and glorify Jesus Christ in whatever we do. And I think another thing in that is not to act like we're perfect people. I think that turns more people away from the gospel of Jesus Christ because we get this holier-than-thou attitude that makes other people think that we come across that our life is better than yours. And Jesus emptied himself, and he walked on this earth with us as a human being. He was fully God, but he was fully man at the same time. And he took upon himself the lowliness of being a bondservant so that we could be reconciled to God. We should not act like we are better than anybody else because the gospel has penetrated our lives. We should be humbled by the fact that we can do nothing in and of ourselves to save ourselves. It's all about what Jesus did. And if we live our life for Jesus and we live our life speaking of Jesus, then our witness will be there, and we will share Christ with everyone we come in contact, not only by uh, words, but also by deeds. You cannot be a witness and not open your mouth. 
You can live the life of a Christian life, but if you do not open your mouth, you're not a witness for Jesus Christ. If your life was on trial for uh, you know, capital punishment and the, the judgment was going to be you live or die, and somebody who knew you and knew you well, if they went to the witness stand and sat and took an oath to say what they were going to say was the whole truth and nothing but the truth, and then they sat down and they never opened their mouth, would you be <laughs> exonerated from the charges? Probably not. Jesus has left us with the privilege of being a mouthpiece to speak for him. So I challenge you when you think about sharing Jesus Christ with others, think about what you do and the words you say to be that witness. And I hope and pray that what God will do is you talking and considering about the cost of discipleship, you will connect with God, you will obey Jesus' word, and you will share Jesus Christ wherever you go. 